Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports and it went and he can. It's Mike Francisco on the fan. Sports Radio 66 and 101.9 FM WFAN. From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Son, Francesca on the fan on this uh, Thursday, the fifth day of July. Another hot one. Hey, can't complain about hot now. You complained about the miserable weather. Cold. When is spring going to come? Rain, dank, drizzly weather. And you can't complain when it's, you know, the sun's splitting the sidewalk. So then give me this whole year. I'll take this. I don't care if it's 95. I don't care if it's 100. You can give me any amount of this heat you want. I played golf the other day. It was 108 on the on the course. So I, it doesn't bother me. I, I love the hot weather. So you can give it to me all the time, and they're giving it to you right now. It is another hot day today as we – feels like starting an abbreviated week. But, hey, you know, been gone for a couple of days over the – what was the 4th of July weekend, although it, it was weird. It didn't feel like, seem like a holiday yesterday. I don't know why. It's just, it just seemed like one of those days in the middle of the week. But, hey, it happened. Here we go. We get ready as the Yankees and the Mets now march towards what is a very late, very late All-Star break, which means when you come back from the All-Star break, you are you know looking at July 31st staring you right in the face. So there will be a lot of chatter about that, especially over the All-Star break. The Yankees 11 games into the break. Toronto. And then the four in Baltimore, including the doubleheader next Monday. And then Cleveland for four games before the break. So the Yankees 11 away before they hit the All-Star break. The Mets home against some pretty good teams, too. So the Mets are going to face some good teams as they, as they decide their future. And who stays, who goes, who, you know, who winds up somewhere else, whether it's a Cabrera or a Flores or, you know, a... One of their pitches, whether it's a Wheeler or a Lugo or even above that, a Syndergaard. So we'll see how things break out as we – you're going to hear more and more rumors. I mean, they're out there, a million of them out there. You can start lining them up right now. Everyone's got one. And then all this basketball stuff happened over the the, uh, holiday, obviously. And, I mean, to me, I thought the whole thing was kind of low-key. I thought the whole LeBron thing was kind of low-key. And everybody went nuts over – I was at the end game when the Cousins news broke on Monday night, and, I mean, that was getting – more people were talking about that in the stands than they were the Yankee game. 
be honest with you. So, I mean, that's just uh, when that happened. And to me, I have some thoughts on that, too. Uh, I tell you, I was impressed by the Braves. I have to be honest with you. I went to the game Monday night, and it's funny. Um, I was surprised, and I texted someone who's very close to the team and said, what is this? I'm sitting here. Torres doesn't, isn't running hard. Andahar isn't running hard. What's going on? And what they said to me was, Torres got a little bit of a leg thing going. They were right. He did. Andahar didn't run out a ball hard that was uh, kind of bounded a short that he should have done a better job on. I don't know. Maybe it was just a hot night. Uh, but uh, I did notice that. I mean, Torres let the ball play him. They made the error on before the home run in a game the Yankees should have won 52 times. Well, it wasn't wasn't Boone's greatest night. Also, it was a night where the Yankees were 0 for 12 at running the scoring position, but they came back and won the back two games of that series. But I'll tell you something. I was impressed by Atlanta's at-bats. I was impressed by uh, really a lot of their players. You know, I had seen Acuna in spring training, um, so I, I knew about him. We all know how good Freeman is. Well, Cake is having a good year. I'll tell you who swung the bat unbelievably well in that series and in person, too, was very impressive. Suzuki. Uh, he gets a good at bat every time up. The guy hit the ball on the button so many times. And even when Chapman came in and was throwing lights out, and I mean hitting 104, they had good swings. They had really, he had to go to slider strike guys out. He re, they had really good swings on them. They really did, these young guys. So I thought they were very impressive, the Braves. I, I liked them. I wasn't in love with their pitchers, okay, but I really liked their team. And they hung in there. They fought back in a couple of the games. They won the first game. They fought back in the second game. I was very impressed by the Braves. I, I think if you had just a, if you just add a little better, a little veteran touch to that team this year, they have a very, especially since Washington has completely come apart at the seams. They have a chance, and Milwaukee does too, which is why you're going to hear more and more about Milwaukee, Milwaukee and the Mets. You're hearing a lot of that. So Milwaukee's going to be active here. You're hearing a lot of Milwaukee Mets stuff. But when you look at what, you know, the new the Dodgers would be get back in the mix. You got Arizona out there. Even if the Giants lurking, although I don't, I don't know how seriously they're lurking, but they're lurking. And obviously you're going to have the teams you expect with the Cubbies, and, and we like Milwaukee. I picked them as an over this year um, going into the season. Uh, but Atlanta has a chance now to really have a very big season, and I think they have to go out and add some veteran leadership. I think they need another guy in the pen. I think they could use another veteran starter, and I think they could even use another veteran bat. So I think they could actually go all three. Uh, to just add, it doesn't have to be a great player. It has to be a guy who can help them win. A guy who's been through it. A guy who's a veteran guy who could just give them good at bats and just be a helpful guy. All three of those areas. I think veteran guys would really help that team dramatically, and they could have a very big season. I don't think there's any question about that anymore. They're in it for the duration. Uh, I don't think there's any question. So I was very impressed by Atlanta, especially their everyday guys. Very much impressed by what I saw uh, with them. So we get to that. We have the Mets coming home right now off a rare victory. Any victory is rare these days. So uh, they will play some good teams. They'll finish up their last series against the Nationals four games before the, before the All-Star break. 
Uh, before that, they'll see Philly, first Tampa, of course, and then the Yankees, of course, in Toronto for three, and uh, Baltimore for four. The day, the day doubleheader next Monday in Baltimore, there'll be a four o'clock doubleheader next Monday because we're off on Monday for that reason because the Orioles are playing the Yankees to double dip that day, uh, and then four in Cleveland. So three Toronto, four in Baltimore, four in uh, Cleveland before the Yankees hit the All-Star break. Torres, of course, on the DL. Uh, preventive, smart, more than anything else, just, you know, you're asking him at this age to try and nurse a leg injury is very difficult. So just shut him down, get it fixed so that it's not a lingering situation. Also, you heal very well when you're his age. So you don't want him to kind of have to play through that, as he obviously was doing for a couple days. So uh, you let him shut it down here and go there. The Yankees brought are going to bring weight up. I'm sure they would have brought Torres up, but there's something going on with Torres where there's some personal issues. I don't know what they are, but they're family-related. So that's why he's not available. We're expecting Wade back up with the team. But Wade's an extra guy. I mean, listen, they tried to push Wade before. He can field, he can run, but he doesn't hit at all. Uh, and so you'll get this is Walker's chance now to play some baseball and see if he can help the team. Because if he plays through that stretch and doesn't help the team, I, I don't think he'd be long for the rest of the year because uh, he has really cooled off, uh, cooled off a lot. And I, I think it's also tough for him having the career he's had to learn how to play as a guy who's on a bench and, you know, gets the pinch hit in a big spot every 10 days or, you know, eight days or 10 days, whatever it is, not easy to do by any stretch of the imagination.